What a rock by David Montgomery. Spencer Heffernan. What's shaking, my brother? My brother from another mother. The truck ended up rolling over while trying to get through a grass median along I-76. I'm just her boy, toy and I sing like Roy. She don't like me, does she cheat on the boy? She don't see me cause I'm in a decoy. She don't like me when I'm coming so poor. I just wanna smoke on the roof like it's 2015. She wanna throw a fish, she don't wanna Hey guys, away. welcome back to the I-76 podcast. I'm Dave. Oh, fuck Dave. It is Brown Steelers week. <laughs> and I'm Spencer. I wasn't ready for that energy. Shit. Yeah, no, we were being very low key off air. And then I just got this vent of energy because we're about to watch the worst fucking Thursday night game ever. Yeah, it's, dude, I'm such a quick turnaround. Like, that's the, that's always the crazy thing about Thursday night games is like, I, I have to quickly get over a Steelers loss. And then in three days' time, I already have to get ready for the men's game. So yeah, and we both had pretty bad losses that we'll talk about. But first, Dave, I got you a present for this episode. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> we didn't do our one year together because I just kind of did a best of show, or we edited that. But uh, I got you a gift, and here it is. Hey, it's Denny Blazing Hazen, the average homeboy. Happy anniversary to the I-76 podcast. Check this out. I'm right here by I-76 for you guys. You guys have been doing this podcast for a whole year now, so keep grinding them out. And happy anniversary to the I-76 podcast. You just got Blaze, David Spencer. Keep it hot. Oh, my God. That's the best thing I've ever seen. The fact that he went to the Akron exit near uh, I-76. Yeah, we'll post the video on our Twitter, but uh, he, uh, he (laughs) to Denny's credit, he physically drove to the I-76 exit in Akron to record that for our one year. And uh, that makes him a two-time guest now on the I-76 podcast. But uh, Recurring guest, Denny Hazen. Yeah, then I messaged him on uh, Facebook afterwards and... I was like, hey, man, I just got the video. I appreciate it. He goes, you bet. About to go to the Browns game. I'm like, have fun. Oh, my. Our first guest. It was only it was only fitting that he would be in this cameo for this. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that uh, Wesley has a cameo. or Oh, dude, John McCarron is taking a hiatus from hockey. I did see that. Yeah. Best of luck to him with whatever he does. Him, P.K. Subban, and Sedano Chara all in one day. So. Hard day for hockey for you, boy. But dang, dude, I we gotta have Danny Blazonazen back on in the future. He's awesome. We really do. Yeah, we need we need Danny back. He's the goat. Maybe after uh, another tough Browns loss, he'd be a good reaction. Yeah. <laughs> interview. Yeah. I mean, he's he goes to like all those games, so yeah. I'm sure he'll have a lot to say. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, well, oh, thank hi, you, Gabrielle. Spencer. Gabrielle just walked in. Hi. She says hi to all of our listener. Well, thank you, Spencer. I had no idea that's what the gift was going yes. to be. Happy anniversary to you, Dave. Happy anniversary to you. I wish I would have gotten a cameo as well. Anywho, uh, football happened this Sunday, and we're both kind of upset. <clears throat> Dave, do you want to tell me what happened with the Steelers? Um, I don't have much to say with a recap for this game. We played the Patriots at home. You know, I was feeling confident. Really thought Trubisky was going to get his shit together. Trubisky didn't get his shit together. No. Um, that on top of TJ Watt being out, which made it 
it made it pretty clear that TJ Watt was not in the game because we cannot pressure Mac Jones whatsoever. Um, we ended up losing 17 to 14. Our offense was atrocious. Mitch Trubisky could not throw it more than five yards down the field. And yeah, one of the more boring losses. I, I don't really have much to add to it. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is a G. Uh, our defense obviously couldn't get pressure on Mac Jones, but still held him to 17 points. And if you could hold the Patriots 17 points, you should at least have a competent offense that could outscore that. But, you know, we got the L. Quick turnaround for Browns this week. I really don't have that much to talk about this game. The whole one of the defining moments of it was our uh, punt returner, Gunnar Olszewski, uh, muffing the punt, which pretty much set them up for an easy touchdown that would have given them the win anyways. So, yeah, tough week for me. Had to get over it really quick, but. Deontay Johnson's so good. Uh, Najee had like 80 or 90 yards all, all purpose. So that's cool, I guess. Yeah, tough week. It is what it is. We're moving on. Yeah. Uh, did uh, Pickens play at all? Pickens had, let me see this, one reception for 23 yards. And that's been the whole controversy because, you know, like in preseason, George Pickens was an yeah. absolute dog. He was one of the uh, offensive players of the year, like favorites. Him and Kenny Pickett both were. They were the top two like favorites to win offense or off, offensive rookie of the year. And George Pickens has what like two catches for twenty six yards in his first two games. Right. Obviously, that's a huge uh, controversy with the team. Mitch Trubisky did say in an interview after the game that he needs to target him more. Well, do it then, Mitch. I don't know what else to say. Uh, yeah, it's it's rough. Our offense is very limited. If we're not running Najee up the middle, it's a five-yard pass to Najee or Deontay. It's it's not looking good with our offense right now. Defense could have shut down the run better, could have gotten pressure on Mac Jones, but, I mean, overall, like I said, holding them to 17 points is not really that bad. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we have a lot of our shit to fix for this game. Yeah, and, um, I again, I don't – I'm – if I were just the average football fan, I would not be excited for this game in any way whatsoever. But I will never forget, and we'll talk about Miles in a minute, but I'll never forget the Browns fans that said we should draft Trubisky over Miles Garrett just because he's a Northeast Ohio guy. I remember you motherfuckers calling in the radio up there. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know why, because like preseason, like Pickens was on ESPN every day. Like He was just like fucking everywhere whenever he got any touches. And now it's like – He's so underused in your offense, and granted, it's been two games, but I can't explain it. I know, but it's just you're an offensive rookie of the year favorite, and you have two catches for 26 yards through two games. That's yeah, not a good look. So it's almost, it's almost like yeah. he has Deshaun Watson throwing seven yards a game to him. <laughs> Forgot about that for this one preseason game. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure once uh, Kenny gets in there, as much as I'd hate to see it, I'm sure they'll have that connection that's, they did in the preseason. Well, that's the other big thing with us is that Mitch Trubisky obviously has had two really poor performances so far. A lot of people are saying if Trubisky is another terrible game this Thursday against the Browns that uh, we should just prep Kenny and get him ready to go in, which honestly, if Mitch plays like how we did last game, he needs to be benched. It was terrible. Yeah. If we're just going to do five yard check down passes every single play, Kenny can do that and at least get some game experience for the future. Right. I mean, so. it just it doesn't even feel like Trubisky's in there for like the leadership part. Like he just kind of 
like a placeholder until they feel like Kenny's ready. And because like, like the Steelers are a good team on paper, and they should be their offense should be significantly better than it is. But I mean, well, he's doing like you said, he's doing nothing that Pickett can't do. Himself. And I mean, I, I'm not putting it solely on Trubisky because also Matt Canada has had horrific play calling. It's all been the same exact plays every single time. Uh, if I see one more jet sweep to chase Claypool, I'm going to lose my freaking mind because we do that like five times at least a game. To, it rarely ever works. Um, yeah, our play calling has been atrocious. Everyone's calling for our offensive coordinator said right now. Trubisky is not helping. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I'm obviously huge Kenny Pickett stan. If Mitch has another atrocious game, I'm all in on Kenny Pickett. Also, on a Thursday night game, if we had to prep Kenny Pickett, you want to do it after a Thursday night game because that's a couple extra days to get ready, but we'll see, man. Yeah. And, and I mean, you don't want him to debut on Thursday night though. Oh, I mean, I mean, I mean dude, he's, was, you can't expect Baker numbers. I'm not rude. Like, obviously I want Mitch to play as good as he can, but if we, if things do go to shit, it's a Thursday night game. We, that's what nine or 10 days to prep for the Nets game against the jets at home. If I want Kenny Pickett to start anywhere, it's going to be against the Jets at home. <laughs> Just yeah. saying, compared to in Cleveland with a very heated rivalry game. Uh, well, I don't know if you'd want him starting against the Jets at home, Dave, because that's not a guaranteed win. Yeah, as I, I got, learned, I got nothing left for the Steelers. Let's switch over to this complete batshit crazy end of a game. Okay. So in our notes, we usually have like a subject and bullet points of what we want to talk about. My first bullet point in all capital is just. What the fuck? Um, I've sat through a lot of shit in my life being a Browns fan. Um, this is the worst loss I've ever seen. It's not the most heartbreaking loss. Like, obviously, it's a week two game against the Jets. But it's the worst loss they've ever had. That was the most embarrassing display of football in a two-minute time period that I've ever seen in my life. So, Nick Chubb, who we'll talk about in a second, he scores a touchdown to put us two scores over and there's a minute 55 left we're like okay great you know game over all all defense has to do is get a stop against you know joe flacco and garrett wilson and like nobody else um so joe flacco throws like a 66 yard bomb with no coverage whatsoever because our defense is absolutely atrocious uh the only two that showed up were Miles until he was completely worn out by, which I, I will give uh, the Jets credit for. They played Miles perfectly because he, he was completely a non-factor at the end of the game. He's just so worn out. Um, Clowney got hurt. He's out this week. I'm really fucking bummed about it, but that's our defense. Like we have nobody else. Our defensive backs, specifically Grant Delpit. And I don't want to make him the scapegoat, but he's the biggest example of this. They don't cover Dick. And then they'll throw their arms up at the other like person, like, oh, I thought, what are you doing? Like, I thought you were supposed to be covering this person. No, motherfucker, you're in the NFL. You need to stay on your man. Make sure I, I don't oh my god, Dave. Joe Wood should have been gone two years ago. Okay. His defense doesn't work. Oh, I forgot. Um, so after the 66-yard bomb from Elite Flacco, uh, the Jets get an onside kick. After Amari Cooper, who played an otherwise good game, muffs the onside kick, and the Jets come back to fucking win by one point, and the Browns lose to the Jets up by two touchdowns in a two-minute span. Dave, I want to die. 
like you said at the beginning of that rant, that was like it was the epitome of just a bad Browns loss. Like so many things added up for you guys to lose. Cade York missing that extra point. Oh, the whole missed onside recovery. And I'm not, I'm not blaming. I'm not, I'm not blaming Cade York. I'm not oh, blaming Nick Chubb. Hey, I'm just saying. I'll if... blame Cade York right now. Um, So like, yeah, he made a great field goal last week. Perfect. Awesome. Um, In the NFL, I don't expect a kicker to make every single kick. Like, or everything, but you know, this is called an extra point for a reason because you get an extra point for a chip shot. Like, he's not kicking a 50 yarder. He's, it's literally the NFL wanted to take it out and just count touchdowns at seven points because it was just assumed that people would make it. And if he misses a field goal, that's fine. But if you miss, miss an extra point, come on. Any high school soccer player that's never seen a football in their life would be able to make 10 out of 10 extra or field goals or extra points. I okay. mean, I, 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 okay. It, like I said, it's just a lot of random things added up for that loss to happen in the yes. course of a, what a minute and fifty seconds. Grant Delpit's a bust. He's he's that, hor- He's on a the, dude on that touchdown pass. Literally, who who caught? I don't even know who caught that. Was it Williams or whatever? I I, I'm not, I know. Garrett literally, from OSU no, caught the second one. Nobody was on him whatsoever. No, it was yeah, wide open. Was. It, yeah. You you guys. I'm not even talking shit. You guys made Joe Flacco look elite. Well, Joe Flacco is elite. I mean, let's let's keep it a buck. He's, uh, the, greatest, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Sure. I mean, well, he, I, he does. Have, he does have like an eighteen to three record against you guys. Yeah, I'm not saying that to be funny. Like he proved that he's the greatest quarterback of all time this week. Like I would take a bullet for Joe <laughs> Flacco. Two minutes up by two touchdowns. What the fuck? And also. Why were Browns fans? I have a couple of things about Browns fans right now. Oof. Bad um, look for Browns Nation this past well, week. Well, well, there's a positive and a negative. We'll start with the negative that I'm mad at Browns fans for. You motherfuckers are blaming Nick Chubb for this loss. You got mad at a guy for scoring a game solidifying touchdown. Like, I'm sorry that Nick Chubb had too much faith in his team to assume that they would blow a two touchdown lead in under two minutes. But Nick Chubb did the right thing. He came out to the media and apologized to the fans saying he should have taken a knee, which is ridiculous. Nick Chubb stu- you don't need to apologize for that. No, Nick Chubb doesn't know any. Stefanski does. Joe Woods <clears throat> does. The entire defense does. Nick Chubb did nothing wrong. I'm just saying That's ridiculous. If, if the Steelers were in that position and Najee Harris scored a touchdown to put us up two scores with less than two minutes left, all of the blames going on the defense if we lose that. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason that you should lose that game. And in fairness, it's a very small minority is blaming Nick Chubb. Um, I think most Browns fans realize that it was the defense. But the fact that, that this is even a conversation and Nick Chubb had to apologize to the media, that's insane. Nick Chubb, doesn't he didn't do anything wrong. He doesn't know anybody in apology. Um, what the Browns fans are right about, though, uh which is one of the rare times you'll hear me agree with Browns fans on this podcast. Um, Cause I am the smartest Browns fan, as we know. Miles um, Garrett spoke with the media after the game and said he was not happy that, with the fact that they got booed off of the field by the fans. What did he expect? That was the most embarrassing defensive performance I've ever seen in a game of football, not just Cleveland Browns related other than Eli Apple, but there's my one, but did he expect a standing ovation? Like, were the fans not supposed to boo that? 
It's not like your entire team just played their asses off and lost on like a last second field goal and like a 45 43 shootout or something like that. Like that you guys shit the game away. <laughs> There's yeah. no other way to like no other way to put it. I mean, I guess there is a discussion to be had when it comes to booing, you know, a team if they don't, you know, win. And if it was a situation like let's say the Jets blow us out and like we just were no competition. Like that's a conversation to be had, but if I you're mean, up like two touchdowns, yeah, in the final two minutes of a game, it you have Grant Delpit fucking throwing his hands up like, oh, who's that guy? No, you're getting booed the fuck off the field. That that was the most embarrassing loss since um, what's his ass threw his helmet off against Kansas City. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Well, but, I mean, I, I'm. I, I can't even show on your fans that much for that because I mean we had Kenny Pickett chance while Mitch Trubisky was on the field. Yeah, which no, this I is mean, one of the times I'm agreeing with the fans. Yeah, I'm. I, I like to say that I'm always a big players guy, but yeah, there does come a point where it's just a shitty loss, and what do you expect fans to do? Yeah, and I mean, love him or hate him, and Dave and I have definitely have more than shared more than enough of our thoughts on Browns fans on this podcast. They are some of the most loyal fans in all sports. Like, there's no question about it. Like, to the fact that they're that they openly defend a an alleged serial predator. But yeah, we don't. We don't have to go into too too much detail about what uh, some of your fans did depicting. Oh my god, that That, player. Okay, now that wasn't cool. Did you see the tailgate pictures? Oh, dude, I saw like I saw the tailgate pictures. I saw jerseys that a husband and wife were wearing that said, Yeah. "Yeah." um it was not like i said it was not a good look for a lot of your fans this past mm-hmm. weekend and a lot of people were saying that you guys deserved that after how your some of your fans acted in the mooney lot i mean i guess that's that's a fair point to make but when you have you know kings and queens like me and everybody in between who love the browns it breaks my heart Dave. It, but uh it, but it, and seeing shit like that like i i've been to plenty of browns tailgates with you know very fun atmospheres before the game, before we, before we lose. But um, I don't, I've never been in a tailgate and I haven't been uh, at a Browns tailgate since, or training camp or anything since we got Watson, but I don't know a single person personally that would be cool with any of that like that, but you see yeah. it all the time. Yeah. That's the thing. Like everyone wants to say it's only a small amount of Browns fans, but like, and, and of course, statistically, it probably is a small amount, but you see it a lot with but, the shirts, with yeah. whatever that mannequin bullshit was. Yeah, that guy's it, a fucking idiot. Did it, he did something else too? He uh, uh oh, oh. Then I went on his Twitter, and he has a pinned tweet. He's one of those guys who like wears like athletic shoes and tights, like athletic tights to games, and he's just like a old fat guy, like dread, um dressed like he's going to play in said game and just like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, like, I don't, it's cool wearing like a shirt or Jersey, but I'm not going to cosplay for a sporting well, event. As, like, as a, as a Steelers fan, like, I, I, thank you for not saying anything, but go on. You're good. I always see the, I always see the point on lines like, Oh, you're a Steelers fan. You have no room to talk in this situation. And I'm like, that's a good point. But that also goes against everything that you've been doing with, defending Deshaun Watson and everything like right. that pretty much puts you on the same level of everyone that you joked about for the past 15 20 years or whatever and dude it's just uh, like it was just a bad look for yeah. a lot of 
beer fans. <laughs> and then a couple of weeks ago during pre-search season with that bald guy and his son with those scientists that like fucked them hoes. Yeah, what was that dude? I and that was a preseason game too. Yeah. But can we, can we applaud the one fan who got a lifetime ban this weekend? He, yes, not for did, the watching shit, but so, he threw a bottle at Jimmy Haslam. So he got a lifetime ban from the stadium. Okay, so we, you shared a tweet with me about this. So this yeah. dude got a lifetime ban from First Energy for throwing a bottle. And you said it almost hit Haslam. Is that what happened? Yeah, it's like a water bottle. Hit him in the leg or something. Okay, he's out for a ye- forever for doing that. Um, Maybe... Never mind. I'm not going to make that joke. I'm just saying your future starting quarterback did got 11 tw- games. <laughs> 24 did 24 plus atrocious acts and is only banned allegedly for, allegedly and is only banned for 11 games. Yeah, that's so, fucking ridiculous. Um, whatever. Just that Jimmy Haslam's like holier than bow complex is just so old now, and um, it's like uh, I mean, don't throw people. Don't. Here's where we have to get you know. Nice. Don't throw things at people. I'm winking. You guys can't see me. But um, yeah. Don't. I understand why they bend a fan for life. However, a what about everybody at Bottlegate about 20 years ago? B. I just don't know where they draw the line in terms of banning. So, like, it, if you could throw a football a certain amount, you get less. You're banned less than somebody who throws a water bottle at. Uh, Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, and I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have much else to add to this. So it yeah. was just that guy's a, that guy's a king. I do it. Fuck, I love that guy. He he's my hero. What if it was just fucking like he just like threw the water bottle better than you know Trubisky will this Thursday? <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't doubt it. If it was more than five yards, he already has a better arm than Trubisky. I think Gigi Allen throws his poop at his fans better than Mitch Trubisky throws a football. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, speaking of people who can't throw footballs, Dave, how, how are you enjoying the Joe Burrow uh, reality check? Tour? So I was going to say it was just a terrible Sunday for all the AFC North. Obviously, Dolphins came back against the Ravens. That, that was a be- that was a great game. That was so much fun to watch. Um, yeah, shout out to the Dolphins beating the Two Ravens. No Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> I want Cooper Rush. Helping to upset the freaking Cincinnati Bengals down in Dallas. I love it. That was. I I could cry right now. I was so happy. The Joe Burrow fraud tour like is continuing. Oh my god, I'm so happy. You motherfucker, Dave and I are wrong about a lot of shit, but I was not wrong about Joe Burrow. Neither was Dave. So fuck you guys for saying that we're biased because we don't like the Bengals. We'll see how their season continues, but it's looking bad for them right now. The whole thing that came out today saying that uh, with Joe Burrow saying that he's deleting all of his social media. And then I responded to you whenever you sent it to me. And I was like, Mitch Trubisky and Cooper Rush destroyed Joe Burrow. They killed Joe Burrow. (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand. Is he deleting social media because he's trying to show he's more locked in? Or is he just trying to hide racist tweets? If LeBron can deal with all the shit he gets on social media, which is a thousand times worse than Joe Burrow, I'm pretty sure Burrow can like deal with some mean tweets. No, granted, LeBron was like, uh, what what was he saying? Or yeah, he does like, he's like, oh, it's playoff time. I'm not going to be on my social media during playoff. Like, that's different than saying oh i'm oh and two i might as well get my shit together yeah uh stop i I better stop saying racist things and uh whatever but i i I don't know i don't understand what message this conveys and especially at the time when those resurfaced it's i'm sure it's not for that but it's just interesting 
I guess. I mean, apparently Joe Burrow, I don't, was it after the Steelers game, a bunch of uh, Cincinnati reporters were saying that he like did not leave his locker for like two hours after the game. And he was just sitting there. So the fuck what? Like, I, when you I was get, in high get school, your shit together. You got like, 50, you, get, you had 16 more games after that. Like, come on. I mean, when I, you know, was in high school and I worked at the ice cream shop and I had a shitty shift, I didn't, you know, just, I wanted to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> looking like that meme with, looking like that meme with the, uh, I think it was like a Popeye's worker outside. Don't just you like, dare I, disrespect her. Don't you dare compare Popeye's chicken to no, Joe Burrow. I'm, I'm, I'm just. Popeye, I'm, we love Popeye's. We love Popeye's. We, Can I we, get that two piece with a. Uh, Cajun fries. We endorse Popeyes here at the I seventy six podcast. Yeah, never disrespect Popeyes by calling comparing it to Joe Burrow. But I, yeah, I saw a stat and it was like quarterbacks sacked the most times in the past two years, and number two is like Baker at like forty something. Number one was like Joe Burrow at eighty something. I I saw some stat earlier that was like joe but right now joe burrow is on pace to be getting sacked like a hundred times this season which obviously isn't gonna happen but like yeah i mean it's bizarre it's bizarre and dave um i bring this point up again i brought it up last week at what point do we say maybe the offensive line isn't the problem like granted they don't have a good offensive line but a a quote-unquote elite top 10 quarterback needs to know how to get rid of the ball so he's not sacked 87 times in two years oh i mean don't get me wrong the offensive line they spent all that money to get an offensive line that is arguably worse right now but at the same time that offensive line didn't throw five interceptions against the steelers so i just don't understand and i and i said this before and i'll say it again 2019 baker had a horrible offensive line got shat on by the media and you know joe burrow has uh, you know, two seasons of this now, and every, or three, excuse me, and everyone's like, oh, it's not his fault. Like, the fuck? Where are we drawing the line? Yeah, you have to draw the line somewhere between offensive line or Burrow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the offensive line is bad, but I think oh, it's Burrow's, bad. Burrow's, Burrow's worse. I think yeah. he's worse. I, I don't, you know, I, I was on Cincinnati. I, so, obviously, since I like follow red shit now, um, I get a lot of, like, Cincinnati Bengals stuff on my timeline and you know there's not a single person saying wait a minute maybe we gotta look, take a look at the quarterback right now like, and I don't know I just feel like if yeah. this was one of our fandoms like this would be something that we would always have a conversation about yeah but hey I mean if they want to keep him in there and you know let Miles Garrett rip his leg off I'm cool with it hey uh I mean I'm, I'm usually a hater of the Cowboys shout out to them yeah, shout, shout out to uh, freaking uh, Greenfield in Pittsburgh legend, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, shout out to uh, Billy the Kid. He, he's just an actual cowboy. Oh, all right. Yeah, all right. I don't, I don't know what I was going shout for. Shout out to Arthur Morgan. Anyways, <laughs> uh, how you feeling about the game Thursday? Oh, Dave. Oh, my <laughs> God, Dave. We are going to steamroll the Steelers. Oh, get stopped. Yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be an ugly game. For both Dude, parties. it's it's a perfect Thursday night game because you know it's gonna be like ten to seven. <laughs> like I, it's I gonna be say, atrocious. Yeah. I will say this: um, Jacoby Brissett didn't look bad at all against the Jets, but the well, Steelers have a better defense than that. Yeah, Steelers have a better defense than that. Your defense is not looking good, but our offense also isn't looking good. No. So this is gonna be an ugly game. 
for yeah. ugly people. It's uh, it's a decent, it's a decent, uh, decent defense versus a honestly a kind of decent offense. But on the flip side, a shitty Steelers offense versus a shitty Browns defense. So oh, yeah. with Clowney, <laughs> at, Clowney oh dude, it's going to be terrible. The, the, I I I already know we're just going to try run it. It's the same stupid formula: run with Najee twice and then throw like a three yard pass to Deontay. Like that's pretty yeah. much what's going to happen. Maybe throw in a jet sweep with a play pool. Yeah, I, I think, I, oh my god. Yeah, I think they have. They're going to have Togi from Ohio State starting where uh, Clowney usually does. Which that's interesting. I, I I think I could be wrong about that, but I mean he's good, but obviously no he's no clowny. Ogan Joby revenge game. Oh shit! I we didn't got think him, about that. Cam Hayward. Honestly, like uh, uh, we're really feeling the TJ Watt injury. It's terrible that he's out. Yeah. We still have some dogs on our defensive line, like Hayward, Ogan Joby, freaking High Smith rushing. Um, Demarvin Leal, he's a rookie that we got from Texas A&M. He's a dog. Uh, it's just I don't know, dude. Our our defense has to put pressure on Brissett. At the same time, it's Brissett, and I'm not expecting him to play like Tom Brady. But right, it's yeah. gonna, dude. It's like I said, it's going to be a great Thursday game where well, anything can happen. I will say this: in one of my fantasy leagues, I am starting Chase Claypool this week, and another one, I'm starting Pat Fryermuth. I do. I appreciate that, but I'm just saying that's don't. a matter. That's a I never get Steelers guys in my fantasy team. I just don't. But uh, yeah, that's how much I. That's how down I am in our defense. And the the only reason I'm predicting the Browns to win, well, two reasons: one, because fuck you; two, because like we can't afford to lose. As or our defense can't afford to play bad because Joe Woods knows that he's probably can't. Or at least he should be canned if they lose this week. So, you know, I, if you oh. got the right kick in the ass this week, I think we win, but that's a big if. It's just so I, – I think that they're playing like they're – they need to play like they have jobs on the line. I was going to say, on the flip side, apply that to the Steelers because our offensive coordinator knows that his job's on the line. Mitch Trubisky has heard all the noise too. You Like, the, we have stars – at running back, at wide receiver, obviously not quarterback right now. Our offensive line is, I think it was ranked like 10th so far, which is a lot better than last place that we had last year. Our offensive line like yeah. is actually so far doing good at, proje- at protecting Mitch Trubisky, but a lot of people know that uh, there's a lot of, co- a lot of people know that their jobs are on the line. I, I, I don't know. That could be a big motivating factor. I just don't know. And obviously I'm going to, to project the Steelers winning, but a lot of that comes from our defense versus Brissett. Yeah. And again, this is going to be an ugly, ugly game for both sides. It's going to be typical AFC North football where it's going to be like 13 to seven or 13 to 10. Like it's not going yeah. to be a shootout by any means. Um. Yeah, I probably agree with that. Well, my fine, I'm going to four twenty sixty nine. Okay. But actually 21, 13 Browns. <laughs> I'm going ugly game, probably like, what am I going to say? I'll go, I'll go 17, 14 Steelers. Yeah, I, well, let me say this first. I, I'm, I didn't mean to shit on Miles early in the episode, so shout out to Miles. I think he's going to, ha- he needs to have a big game because, I mean, without Clowney there, like, he's probably going to get double teamed a lot. Yeah. And he gets, he gets the Shaq treatment, as we know. 
And uh, that's if you guys can shut Miles down, you'll probably win. But I, Miles always plays good against you guys. So that's – we'll see. And, I mean, even old Roethlisberger was better than Trubisky now. So I, I was – I uh, during that game on Sunday, I – literally had the thought in my head if ben was playing right now we'd probably at least be competing much more and obviously i don't want ben on our team anymore he's he's donezo he's out but like right. i if ben if last year ben was playing on last sunday we would have had a fighting chance yeah well i mean this is not a game dave and i either <laughs> of us are really looking forward to but it's cool that we're on prime time and you know browns this is an orange pants browns game so this that's what that's how you know it's a big deal um, it's like our color, our Steelers black and yeah. gold color rush. But uh, I, I oh, Joe Hayden retired today. <laughs> hey, that's something that's something we could both agree upon. Yes. Joe Hayden is a straight up G. Yeah, and he retired as a Cleveland Brown with a one day contract. I mean, he, a, a lot of Steelers fans are upset about that. I mean, he yeah. played he played like two more seasons with the Browns than he did with the Steelers. Yeah. I don't. That doesn't really mean much, anyways. He was great for both teams. So. Yeah. And I mean, even when he was with Pittsburgh, he still hung out in Cleveland all the time. Yeah. He was still friends with like like guys on the Cavs. I think he was friends with Windor for a while. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm pretty sure he, I'm pretty sure he took some Steelers to like Cavs games. Dude, I saw so my favorite Joe Hayden story. I don't know if I told the story in the podcast, but I was at a Cavs game with my dad, and this is back when we had Tristan Thompson. And you see fans start going nuts as Khloe Kardashian walks in, like covering her face so people don't oh see God. her. And the applause goes down and you realize that nobody cares that she's there and she's looking around like, why aren't people applauding me anymore? <laughs> and the reason is because Joe Hayden was right in front of her and they're hey. all applauding Joe Hayden instead. <laughs> There's nothing better than having like an athlete for your team show up to a, like a different sporting event in that city. Well, like Cleveland's great because we have like wrestlers from Cleveland who show up and hype up the crowd, like Johnny Gargano, yeah. Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, even Ric Flair every so well, often. We had with um, AEW whenever it came to Pittsburgh. Brittany Baker's in that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like she's from Pittsburgh, so she had uh, Friar Muth and Najee come out for it. Like, just seeing like shit like that in your city is like always dope to see. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, and then Stipe's always doing stuff, and then Machine Gun Kelly tries, and everyone's kind of like, <laughs> could you not? Yeah. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, uh, I think I saw some leaked video of Snoop Dogg ranting about how uh, Mike Tomlin needs to like fire our offensive coordinator, Matt Canada. <laughs> and it was just typical Snoop Dogg fashion, just high out of his mind. It was pretty funny to see. It's funny because Snoop Dogg is such a big Steelers fan, but uh, a couple years ago, he showed up to Brown's training camp. You know how like they have like athletes, like we had Kobe there one yeah. year, and we just had Snoop. <laughs> So th- Snoop is just doing side quests at this point in his life. Yeah, so. him, and, him and Shaq are just in a whole other level yeah. of side quests. Like, you're, you're playing Arkham Knight where you had to collect all the yeah. trophies. Like, Shaq and Snoop Dogg have pro- probably <laughs> set a record for the number of Riddler trophies. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Oh, Dave, can I say one more thing? Yes. Guardians. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. Yep. Not not the Pirates. They blew that game to no. the Yankees yesterday. I don't want to think about that. Oh yeah. Well, dude, Judge might get his Judge might get the record tonight against the Pirates. He might. It, yeah, it but... would be the most Pirates thing of all time. But yeah, but uh, yeah, Guardians first place. They had an insane game last night against the White Sox with freaking Elvis 
whatever his name is said oh yeah the guardians are going to crumble anytime soon and yeah. we just totally sunned them <laughs> and we're about to sun them tonight and we're going to sun them when this episode comes out thursday morning uh brown steelers danny blazon hazen makes his return joe burrow sucks joe burrow sucks go browns go steelers no and just, uh, just prepare for the shit show tomorrow night. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. We'll recap it next week. Um, what else do we have to say, Dave? Make sure you guys follow us on our socials yeah. at the i76 podcast. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Um, just, I don't know. Send us if, send us anything you want us to talk about. We're there. Right. Do you know, I'm going to ask our, fan, our fans to do something. Why don't you guys buy us cameos? Yo, we'll, I would we'll, totally do cameos. I don't know who would buy a cameo for me, but that'd be sick. Just, just buy a cameo from the most random, cheap celebrity you can, and we'll play yeah. it on our show. All right. Well, talk to you guys next week. Peace.